0: This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com. Okay, I'm waiting for some questions from y'all. So uh, let's see what we got. So far, no questions. Oh, what's the difference between right and wrong? <laughs> uh, Ilya asked, "What's the difference between right and wrong?" So, yeah, that's that's kind of a broad question. Um, some people would hold the difference between right and wrong are are actually um, are actually quite uh, what would you say uh, subjective? So that's a whole subject of subjectivity. The, uh, for example, the millennials today are all thinking that like, that right and wrong are subjective. So like you know, do what feels good. That's what's right. Um, yeah, I'm feeling great. Thank God, my legs all better. Um, so a lot of people think, uh, right and wrong are subjective and you make your own decision. They believe, they do that in honor of love and peace, you know, cause if like, if we can just get rid of right and wrong as objective and make it purely subjective. So then everyone gets to do whatever they want. And once you can do whatever you want, so then, uh, we'll all get along. Right. Um, but it doesn't work that way. Unfortunately, it actually, um, the, the right and wrong creates structure so that there's, uh, so that there's law and order so that there's, um, you know, that, that there's peace ultimately you, you want structure, structure creates more peace. Now, of course it can fall into prejudice. It can fall into, um, you know, judgment and stuff. Cause someone's with and someone's not. So life's complicated. You have to learn how to accept people. Even if you're, even if you don't agree with them, even if you have strong structure of right and wrong, you still have to, you know. You have to ultimately, um, you know, you have to accept people anyway, which is learning the difference between acceptance and approval. Because I don't have to approve of you um, based on my structure of right and wrong, but I but I do have to accept you. We have to accept all people. Um, it could be that I, I didn't put the right code. I don't know if anyone... Please send a... a, a ch- on the chat, tell me if you were trying to get in to our um, chat, but you weren't able to. Um, I, cause I opened the chat, I went, I'm thinking it came to my generic chat box. I'd appreciate it if anyone just came on anyway, onto zoom, even if you don't want to be there, just to let me know that, that I got the number right, which I put on our chat. Um, oh, is the wrong code? Oh, thank you. Oh, it's Alicia. Hey, Alicia. <laughs> um, what happens when you just start a, uh, a zoom code? Like it doesn't, uh. So I'm going to end that meeting. Does anyone know, um, Alicia, do you know how to get uh, the code if I just press start meeting? Because what good is start meeting if I can't give someone the code? I thought that was natural. Um looking around the, uh, what do I do? Ask my still mute. I don't see anything here that gives a code. Okay, I'm getting rid of this. And meeting for all and uh, I'll create another one uh, schedule a meeting here I'm gonna do another one real quick for anyone who wants to come on uh, okay no passcode no waiting room you must select one or both of these options oh my gosh did you guys know that that you have to do that okay I'm gonna keep that same code And I'm gonna start that right now. I'm gonna start that meeting right now. Ready, save, scheduling. Okay, and then let's go to my meetings. Okay. Uh, Closing that. And now my schedule. Oops, didn't mean that. Cancel. And now I need meetings there it is. Okay. I'm on that meeting number now. (laughs) Um, and I just lost half the people just by doing that, but I'd like someone to come on zoom just to be connected to me and turn on my camera. Okay. All right. So, uh, the topic we're handling right now is topic we're handling right now is right and wrong. And, um, so we're handling right and wrong and okay. There's Alicia on my zoom. Okay. Uh, for some reason, my video is not coming on Alicia. Not sure why. Uh, maybe it is now. Uh, just get my video started. Sorry, everyone waiting. I'm almost done. Uh, FaceTime camera. See why my camera's not coming on. Uh, that's interesting. Wow. Uh, uh, sorry, Alicia. My my camera's not coming on. Uh, let's see if I can hear you on there. Alicia, speak up isha okay um, so what we're, what we're going to discuss right now is uh, is right and wrong and uh, how we view right and wrong and the and having a solid view of right and wrong is really is really what creates peace yeah, yeah, I'm. I'm. You can mute for now. I'm not going to bother with Zoom. For some reason, my camera's not coming on. But I see you. It's nice to see you there. See, I imagine you can hear me. You can hear me, Alicia. Yeah, I can hear you. Okay, good. Anyway, the um, the when when we try to get rid of right and wrong in the name of you know everyone should get along. Um, people wind up not getting along at all. And let me explain why. The reason why is because there's that human beings are meaning makers. Okay. We always make meaning and that's, we're built to do that. And so if you want to get rid of all the meaning and just say, nothing's meaningful and everything's just purely subjective, you can do that if you want. But it has the major fallback is the major fallout will be that, that there's no longer something that is, 100% meaningful. There's nothing that, you know, so then after a while, your, your, your hierarchy of values starts to fall apart. You lose your hierarchy of values. And once you lose your hierarchy of values, so then, you know, so then nothing really matters anymore. And you, you never want to go there. You want, you don't want to go there, you don't want to lose your hierarchy of values. Okay, that's always going to be, that's always going to be a disaster. And losing hierarchy as a value is exactly what's been going on in the world today for in the uh, you know this kind of chasm between the uh, sorry, I'm just trying to shut off the, shut off and on my video. maybe it'll come back. so the the chasm between the left and the right is ultimately but, uh anyway they, so what I was saying was the lack of hierarchy of values is the is a total disaster regarding uh, meaning in life because after a while like you start to realize life's actually meaningless you know things are only things are only as meaningful as uh as i make them but who says i'm so creative like i'm so creative at making meaning maybe i'm not you know the world's best meaning maker in the world and so ultimately what happens in the end is you get a hierarchy of value and meaning those who believe there's truth so so that you you develop a hierarchy of value and then and then you uh, and what that means hierarchy of value if i hold this is more valuable than that so then we start to develop eventually right and wrong because going towards that going towards the things i value most i'm going to be heading to in the right direction and going and and um prioritizing things I value less is going to ultimately um, be the wrong choice. Now, that still sounds subjective. So how do you make it objective? So the way it's objective is the fact that God's at the top of the ladder. Because the whole point of creation, why he made us meaning makers, why he made us desiring so much to find meaning in the world is because that we are we that if we put god at the top of the ladder if we could put god up there so then we're going to we're going to have god as the ultimate good now that there is a god is a is the important question that there is a god that we can know there's a god but once you know there's a god so now you have that hierarchy of values but it's still a bit subjective until you have a torah once you have torah so then, with Torah, then you really have right and wrong, but only because the Torah delineates what's right and what's wrong. Meaning there's always natural morality. Like, I know what's hurtful to me, don't do unto others, you know, because I know it's hurtful, it was hurtful. So now that I know it's hurtful, it's wrong to do it to someone else. And the, um, and then what's, I, I got that, Ilya, what you just said, um, uh, that's a, that may be a sad truth um, but I imagine you're saying that God isn't from the belief of the people but the power of God is and uh, that's probably a very sad truth uh, Ilya said I believe the power of God is from the belief of the people and um, and so what happens is if you if you have the people meaning if you're part of a community who believes in the power of God you get all kinds of crazy cool stuff happening but uh, because but, God gets powerful when you believe in his power, but it's quite the opposite when when the world decides against God. So then they they wind up in a cause and effect, cold, dry, you know, um, you know, tit for tat existence. And that's that's no good for anybody. The, uh, the that's just boring. Life gets boring. It's, it's materialist, scientific kind of physical physicality is reality and then nobody wants that when you live in a community of people who believe in the power of god god gets powerful and that's that's really really strong uh, strong words Ilya. very powerful um i don't think i don't i'm not even sure you meant to say that <laughs> by the way but uh but i decided to embellish on the way you phrase things Anyway, but with the proof of God, once you got God in the picture and proven real, so then you're automatically in a situation of right and wrong. Once you have God's will, just God Himself. So I still don't know what's right and wrong, but once you have the will of God, so then things start getting interesting, because then you have, uh, then you have, you know, whatever's delineated as as right, is right, I and mean, what's Delineated as wrong is wrong. But without that, without having that, then it's ultimately, uh, then we're back to subjectivity, even with a belief in God. So, um, uh, given all that, um, I just wanted to see, actually, if people would come on, if we went back to Ask the Rabbi. I see people do come on, which is really sweet. And I don't think I'm going to publish this particular one. What I am going to do is go to bed, (laughs) because it's midnight. And I want to go be with my... uh, Holy family, whoever's awake still, probably nobody. But maybe I'll find my wife up or something. Anyway, if anyone else has a question, I'd be happy to answer. I um, I just nailed that one. Okay, one more Thana Hanukkah. <laughs> Someone wants a Thana Hmm. Mm. Thank you, Maud. Um So... What can I tell you on Hanukkah? Um, I think uh, one of the main teachings I could share with on Hanukkah is, is that there are people who um, who believe the answer to the Greeks is to deny the body because they were so physical and, and were spiritual. But, uh, last I checked, I also have a body and I have my own desires and whatnot. So, um, and so, so the, um, so I've got a couple of things I'm going to do. I'm just doing a Konica. I'm sorry, Ilya, next time you have to chime in with your ears. Cause I, otherwise I'm going to, people are going to keep asking. So I've got a coronavirus. how to deal with restrictions. And then, uh, and then we had the, uh, the uh, question on... Oh, just to share something on Hanukkah. So, So you're actually supposed to have a fusion between spirit and physical. That was the whole point. God created the world in the physical was because we're supposed to be involved and interfaced with the physical. Um, not to deny it, even though the Greeks were so physical and went to war against our spirit. So that doesn't mean that you don't stay integrated. I'm actually doing a... Uh, this month, of all months, I'm doing a series on health um, on Sundays Live with Rabbi Yomtov. I do a two-hour class every Sunday, which you're all welcome to join. If you like, it's on RabbiYomtov.com. You can become a subscriber. It's a lot of fun and uh, deeper, deeper, deeper work in these webinars on Sundays. Um, you miss the, Sometimes I do a free one at first, so you miss the free one, but we would send you that recording if you want it. Um, on the coronavirus restrictions, um, uh, you can guest appear, yeah, just not right now, Ilya. Um, but I'd love to do it together, yeah, for sure. Just I'm going to bed soon. Um, what I want to say about the coronavirus restrictions is that you um, you have to use your brain, because um, back to values and economics, you know, you you're, you're trade a lesser good for a greater good, you... Um, first of all, you have a Sveik Sveika when it comes to Corona. What's a fake Sveika? It's a doubt within a doubt. One doubt is, will you contract it? And the other doubt is, are you going to die? Okay, so so it's a double doubt. Double doubts equal um, actually uh, less stringency. When you have a double doubt, you go less stringent. Um, that's the way our sages teach us. So... So the uh, doubt, because we're not sure you'll get it, and even if you get it, who knows if you'll die. Um, So you could just have a cold. Now, what's the opposite? The other side. The other side is that you wind up uh, losing your your actual um, your actual quality of life. So, is it worth having no quality of life but staying alive? And the answer is, yeah. For Time maybe Pesach through Shavuos. So I'm willing to give up a bit, um, but what if it just becomes an ongoing thing? So, so what's called too long a time to have lost my uh, quality of life to stay alive? You understand? So how long is that? And and the funny thing is, the older you get, the the older you get, the less life you have left. The, like they tell us, we're supposed to actually. Um, you know, the older you are, the more careful you're supposed to be, but it's actually the opposite. The The older you are, the less life you have left. You don't have two years to give up of seeing grandkids and your kids and interacting on the holidays and stuff. It's like, you don't know, have that much time left. What if you, you just, like, what if you just died, you know, of something else, having just not seen your family for a year and a half? So... So that's a that's a that itself's a disaster. So p- what I'm basically saying is, you got to use your brain. People aren't using their brains with this. People are just like following like sheep, and and not a good time to follow like sheep. Think about it. We're twi- we're in the most unstable times in 70 years since World War II. We're in the um, we're in the first time in the 70 years where where. Um, individuals have given their their um, civil liberties up to government and and but this is much worse because normally it's just one government you know it's cuba or it's russia or it's or it's japan or or it's uh, i don't know japan didn't have that uh, oh yeah they probably did a bit in the past but uh, or it's uh you know whatever it's germany but here it's the whole globe the whole entire globe is is going into, you know, this this government power at the expense of civil liber- civil liberties, that ne- that never goes well when it's one country, the globe. But what it's going to happen? is The globe is going to wind up giving birth, period. Like we're going to have a the birth of something very big and probably something very scary. Um. So, so it seems that the um, it seems like giving up our civil liberties and following. Uh, instructions blindly it could be a disaster it could could we could uh, lead to the end of the world as we know it the end of our world as we know it so um you may take it that that i'm not pro restrictions although uh, the law is the law and you got to be careful with that and and um you know and you know at least in public keep the rules uh, don't be uh don't don't make fun of things and don't uh Don't flout the law and wind up in trouble. Um, it's not so simple how to, um, how to, um, oh, that's nice, amazing. Jesse Zalunka, wow, he was in my class 10 years ago, Seymour, 10 years ago, thank you for all your hard work, thoughts, and teachings. Chag Sameach, thank you. (laughs) That's very sweet. And by the way, any of you, if you want to know when I'm on live, uh, I know there's certain things you click that whenever on your Facebook, that whenever I go live, it will let you know I'm live because Facebook does everything it can to not let people know so that I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't even, I'm so low tech. I, I don't even know what I'm supposed to, I wouldn't know how to give them the money that they would want to let everyone know I'm live. So, um, anyway, anyway, those are my thoughts. And, um, and so be very, very careful with, with coronavirus, be very careful. Don't, you know, if you, if you come to a point where you realize it's better to die than, it's better to die of coronavirus than lose your, your value of living, uh, meaning your quality of life. So so then uh, by all means, you know, then, then, you know, at least in private, uh, whenever you're, you know, anytime you're not gonna get busted for not wearing a mask or social distancing, then by all means, blow it off. You know, I'm lucky I'm part of the Hasidic community. The Hasidic community kind of lost their patience a long time ago for all this. And they don't have higher numbers, which is really ridiculous, because while 33 million Californians are locked down, they seem to be, you know, they've been the most careful, and they all seem to be having very little uh, uh, success with it. While, uh, you know, I know the the observant communities are are having very, very low numbers, very, extremely low numbers, and and there, there's no social distancing and there's no masks and, and no interest in vaccines, that's for sure. You know, And meaning at least Corona vaccines. Anyway, those are some thoughts for tonight. Should I post this? I don't know if I should post this. Yeah, I guess I'll post it. Why not? Okay, everyone. Blessings. And uh, I'll, I'll start coming on, please, God. People have been asking me to come on, so I'll come on more often. All the best.